How is it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Weak Men Create Hard Times podcast. This is episode seven. My name is Johnny. I am your host, and we are going to get right into things. You know, I think about it often when I start this show. I naturally developed that little intro I do, and uh, sorry, I heard something thump behind me, and I don't know what it was. It might have been the cat. Anyway, I uh, naturally kind of developed that um, intro that I say there, and I just kind of rolled with it. So if you like it, let me know. Okay. What do we got for you today, folks? First off, um, I just got back last night from work. Pretty tired. Drank a delicious cup of um, blackout coffee. Their Firearms Policy Coalition uh, bag of coffee. Every bag bought, they donate two dollars to Firearms Policy Coalition, where they uh, fire FPC fights very hard for your Second Amendment rights, and they sue the shit out of all the tyrants that try to do tyrannical stuff. Um, sounds like I'm sponsored by them. I am not. I just will shout out great uh, products when I see them. I'm sure you could realize that I'm not sponsored based on how new this show is and how small this show is. But um, that being said, they're an excellent coffee brand and they stand for everything I believe in. So I had a cup of that and still kind of tired. And usually I'll try to stick to one cup, especially in a row. I usually never drink two cups in a row. Maybe later in the day I'll have some. But currently I'm having this stuff. I've been experimenting. It's called, I ripped the... Rip the logo. Is it O-N-N maybe? It's it's a mushroom coffee latte blend. It says focus, immunity, energize. Energizing coffee latte blend with lion's mane, cordyceps, reishi, chaga, and astragalus. Um, it's like a powder, and you mix it in in hot water and just stir it up. And it's, it's like a mushroom blend, and I... I've heard a lot about these mushroom blends that kind of, yeah, clarity, good focus, and all that stuff. So, and it's also got coffee in it. So I am drinking this right now, and it's pretty good. I've had, I've been experimenting with it. Um, it's like two dollars for a little packet, so two dollars per cup. Unless I think you can buy in bulk, it's a little cheaper. Let me take a sip here. So I'll be sipping on that as we go through to see if it keeps me focused because I need it. All right, got that out of the way. What else? I like to kind of break down how my week went. You may not care, but I like to do that. And then we get into the bullshit of the world. Um, yep, there's the cat. Hey, go lay down, buddy. Um, I should have shut the door because he's going to harass me. Okay. He jumped up on the back of my chair. You can't see, but he's there. He, he will be joining us for the show. Okay, so... I originally had no intentions of making this a political show, political podcast, because I'm not a political expert. Um, I don't know shit about most things, and the things I know about, I'm not an expert in. So if you take anything I say as gospel, you are wrong. The only one thing I will full-heartedly stand behind is freedom, and... I think it's so important for the human race to have freedom because 
inherently I just feel like people with power become too corrupt and you look out throughout history um, you look at Hitler Putin Stalin Mao all these people uh, Kim Jong-un you look at all these people they neglect their the citizens that that live um, in their countries or outside of their countries even so we can't have that inherently i just feel like humans turn evil if they have too much power and that's why the constitution checks and balances that we have in the u.s is so important to maintain that that is that is the one thing i will like firmly full-heartedly stand behind and it doesn't even mean i know everything about it it just means i'm true to my convictions on that and so as i was saying i did not mean to make this a political show because i'm not an expert but we talk about it a lot because it's hard not to there's just so much bullshit going on in the world. So there's a lot of a lot of political talk in this show. Take it for what it is. Um, I will have links to the articles that I click through. And yes, so real quick, my week, I went to the dentist. I haven't been in a couple of years. I don't have dental insurance. Um, my company provides me with health insurance, no dental. So I did buy Aflac Dental. And it's not really like a normal um, insurance, I guess. Because I went and paid a shit ton of money out of pocket. All I needed was a cleaning, and they did x-rays. And I went to a new dentist, and it was super cool. It was a town over. And I think my mom went to school with the guy. But um, went over there, they did the x-rays, and, and I just got it like a cleaning, basically. And it was like 380 bucks. I'm like, damn, for, for that. But Affleck... They send a claim in, and they're supposed to reimburse me, so we'll see uh, what they pay for that. I have a feeling it's not going to be much, and then at that point, I feel like paying for Affleck Dental is bullshit. <laughs> so I'll keep you updated on that. If, if you're looking for dental insurance, Affleck may or may not be the way to go. But my gums hurt. That's kind of the point of telling you that is because they use those needles to scrape plaque, and they kind of scrape my gums up a bit. But... I, I will say this. I am proud of my dental hygiene because the last time I went to a dentist was probably at least over a couple of years ago. Before that, it was like five years, and I have no dental problems whatsoever. Like, my teeth are good. I never have cavities. They're always very proud of my dental hygiene, especially they're like, oh, for a young man that never goes to a dentist, usually your teeth are jacked. But nope, no cavities, no nothing. Teeth look great. Um, it's cause I brush twice a day and I floss at night and literally if you do that, you should be okay. And I don't eat a lot of like candy and stuff either. So that probably helps. Anyway, another thing I bought some gold and silver off offline JM bullion. Um, I don't know why I just felt, you know, I have some money in the bank account and I feel like our financial structure could fall apart at any time. I don't know. It just seems very unstable i mean the feds are just printing money dumping it into the system we're spending money on the stupidest shit and i don't know what's gonna happen that that's not sustainable if yet it doesn't seem like that, that could keep going at that rate so i was like well the money in the bank account i mean what good is it doing there so i bought just a little bit of gold and silver got my feet wet and they shipped it really fast because i paid for the better shipping per their recommendation and uh Oh my God. I, I, I bought a gold bar, finger quote gold bars, and they're literally smaller than a quarter. 
and they're so thin. Like people laugh when I show it to them because it's, oh, you see my gold bar I bought? And so the biggest one was like 200 bucks and it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good compare. I, I have a little SD card right in front of me here for my trail cam. It's probably like half the size of this. So take an SD card, cut it in half, take maybe even more than half. <laughs> Cause either way, it's really small. It was like 200 bucks just for that little tiny thing. And then I got a couple even smaller ones that are like 40 bucks. Got some silver coins, some silver bars, um, stuff like that. So just good to keep in the safe, I suppose. You never know. It, it may be bullshit, but I just feel better having that, having something that holds value other than just uh, money in a bank account that I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't know. It seems uh, our financial structure seems very fragile. Um, all right. So another thing that I, I went for a long walk with my girlfriend the other day on this path that is uh pretty local to us and people use it to bike and walk but in the winter it's used for some of it's used for snowmobiling people cross country ski a lot of people walk their dogs anyway there's a it runs through many parks this trail and we like to walk it pretty frequently and this park is it's a big parking lot uh people could dock or people could launch their boats there because it is on a waterway so they, there's a boat launch, uh, there's a big parking lot, there's like some benches, picnic tables, and there's like a pergola. So I think that's what it's called. It's basically a, a cover, right? It's a roof with no walls, and there's just picnic tables under it. And this is a sign that I took a picture of on my phone. You can't see it, but it says, no smoking or vaping, town of blank, property is smoke, vape, and tobacco free. I'm not going to tell the town just because I don't want people knowing where I live exactly. People can know I live in western New York there. Um, but I just thought, I don't smoke or vape. So let's start with that. I'm not biased to this. But how do you tell people they can't smoke or vape outside? Right? There's no... Okay, don't do it under the pergola canopy. I get that. But when you drive in... That same sign is on the front of the uh, the entrance to the park, the parking lot. And I'm like, how the fuck do they get to tell people they can't smoke or vape in the parking lot? It just seems like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Because I'll notice like, like a mail truck or like a utility pole guy or the cable guy. Like a lot of people will pull in there that are working locally and just like eat their, have their lunch break in the parking lot because it's kind of a nice spot and it's like if he wants to have smoke a cigarette after he eats his lunch outside in this parking lot i just can't understand this is this is a big problem of mine it's like it just seems like more government bullshit it's like this town sees it that they have the authority to tell you that you can't smoke a cigarette or a vape pen in their parking lot it's like fuck you it's like our tax dollars fund these parks and I can't smoke a cigarette here. It just blows my mind the amount of bullshit we deal with. <laughs> it's like they just, every little thing, they have to get their dirty little fingers in. I can't stand it. Okay, what else, folks? Let me take a sip of my mushroom latte stuff.
it's not bad. I think a big ingredient, let me look, is organic maple sugar powder. So there's a little bit of a maple flavor, which is kind of nice. Okay. Um, I might go out tonight. I don't know. I felt the need to say that. I never go to the bars as a 24-year-old young man. I've Since I've been able to drink, I I rarely go out drinking. And a big part of that is because two, year, two years of it, so basically half the time I've been able to drink, COVID's been going on, and I never liked going out to the bars, really. I've had fun, but it's just, well, for one, it's expensive. I'd rather just grab a six-pack and hang out with some friends and have a bonfire than go pay a ridiculous amount for for the same amount of alcohol. Um, I guess I'm cheap. <laughs> but also, um, I don't know. The bar has to have a good vibe in there i guess and a lot of them don't in my opinion i just i just and then people get drunk and they're fucking loud mouths and i don't know it's it's never been for me but me and me and a couple buddies might go out tonight i definitely haven't been out to like a bar drinking since covid i've been to bars and like ate food and like had a had a beer or two but as far as like going out at night just to drink I don't think I've done that since COVID started now that I'm thinking about it. So I think we might go out. We'll see. Hopefully it's fun. It's not really my uh, not really my thing, though. I do like drinking alcohol every once in a while. I do like, but usually I don't get drunk. Like I'll, I like to have like a, a beer or a glass of wine uh, with or after dinner. Uh, every once in a while, some whiskey's nice. Um but a lot of times I'm drinking with either my family at, at their houses or um, my girlfriend's family. Just I really enjoy hanging out with family. Like I hang out and talk to family far more than friends. Like I have a, such a small friend group, and I have a, a lot of friends from like high school and uh, some friends I made in in uh, just working previous jobs. And I work for a small company now where we don't uh, see each other a lot. And everyone I work with is pretty much way older than me. So I haven't made any friends like at the job I work. But, you know, you got you got friends that you acquire as a kid or in high school. And then if you go to college, you make friends there, which I did not go off to college. And, um, and then you make friends working professionally, you know. So I made a bunch of friends there. But I just, I don't know what it is. I don't hang out with them that much my circle is very small i stay in touch with some of them every once in a while but uh family is real big to me i hang out a lot with families and i have a really big family so all right what else folks what do we want to talk about we're going to get into the nitty-gritty now that i'm done rambling about nonsense that people probably don't care about um i want to talk about this a little bit because I feel like this show is so negative, pessimistic. I don't want people to think. I don't want it to be all doom and gloom, uh, anti-government talk, because that seems to be where I go a lot. But um, I just wanted to say that I really love life, and I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. And I'm going to break this down a little bit. Um, I just 
have great aspirations for the future. I'm excited for the future. I have a lot of hobbies. Um, I like to hunt. I like to shoot my guns, fish. I like to hike, go camping, all these things, right? Um, just being out outside. I mean, the outdoors are fantastic. If, if you're sitting inside all the time, staring at screens, uh, I could just, I could see where depression and anxiety come from because I feel like the people that live those pure lives are really involved in nature, like homesteaders. I talked about last show how I want to have a homestead where they don't have time to get depressed and have anxiety. Like you get your ass out there, get your chicken eggs, tend to your garden, go hunt some food, just maintain your property, feeding your animals. And then by the end of the day, all that hard work that you did all day foraging for food, you're tired. You don't have time to lay around and think about nonsense of the world. Um, So it's just like a purity to being outdoors. And I think that's very important. I think now I'm not sure, but anxiety and depression, I would say, is a lot more prominent now because of the way we structured society. A lot of people spend eight hours staring at a computer screen in a cubicle or in an office, not getting any exercise, eating shitty food. They're tired from getting up early. It's just a domino effect of shit that is not natural to the human experience as to where the way we used to live is very, very different. Um, and, and besides that, there's so much to see in this world. Like talking about loving life, it's like I've traveled a little bit and I, I love going hiking. If I'm traveling, I'm trying to find cool outdoor shit to do. I don't want to go do your touristy crap um because there's a lot of people there and it's like i kind of want to get away from society and people and go enjoy the outdoors go hiking like that's what i look for in a vacation so there's like there's so much to see in this life there's so much to do there's so many cool hobbies to have um there are so many possibilities to structure your life um in such a positive way there's so many opportunities great opportunities here in america that make me so excited to to be alive and enjoying this human experience within america that's also why i talk so deeply about freedom and government overreach because i don't want that to be destroyed i want to live a great life i want to have a great future and if i decide to build a family someday i want i want uh my children to have the same uh, freedoms and quality of life that I did are better, right? We want to leave this this world a better place than we found it. So I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the future, even though nothing monumental is happening in my life to to bring that up. It's just I think I think about it, and people are so tense and angry here in America, and the, and then Canada, the trucker stuff, which we were going to get to, and then Russia and Ukraine. It's like if everyone could just chill the fuck out and look around and I understand, you know, people in other countries may not, if they look around, they might realize that what they're living is fucking shit, chaos, awful government overreach, government, uh, 
tyrants just making them live in shit like North Korea. Um, but if you live in the West or a first world civilization or a first world country, sorry, um, try to stay positive. Try to look into um, the future. And I think it's so important to have hobbies. Like try to find hobbies that get you out of the house. Go out and do shit. Enjoy enjoy mother nature enjoy this awesome fucking thing called earth that we live on this giant rock that's just orbiting the sun so yeah i'll get i'll get off that pedestal but i thought it was important to cover like i'm i feel like i'm always so negative on this show and angry and talking about our shitbag politicians and we're gonna get into that this show believe me but i wanted to first and forefront talk about the great shit that I think and I'm grateful for. Um, so yes, try to stay positive and try to stay ho- have hobbies. All right, moving on. Now we're going to get negative and angry. <laughs> but I did want to talk about that because, um, yes, I explained why. But we're going to keep going. Canada truckers, let's talk about this. I didn't want to talk about this this week, but then there's just shit boiling up that I felt like I had to bring up. I saw videos of workers i don't know if they work for the government or want fencing up the government buildings like we did the white house like putting fence around these government buildings so that's never a good sign and the reporter's like hey what's going on oh i don't know we we were just told to do this it's like nobody and then a police officer she asked oh i don't know i didn't make the call yeah no shit i know you didn't make the call why is everyone just say oh i don't know i'm just doing my job it's like fuck your job like just brain numb like i like to know why i'm doing shit i've always been that way i am you may not know it because i'm ranting and shit into the microphone but i'm pretty quiet and pretty reserved guy like i'm not very outspoken unless i have to be right if i'm pushed i'll tell you what i think generally i'm pretty quiet i like to lay low i don't like a lot of attention brought on to me you know i just kind of like to be left alone and then if we could have a good conversation, that's awesome. I, I'm more than willing to carry on a conversation with you. But I'm pretty reserved. But I've never liked just blindly doing stupid shit because I was told to. It bothers me more than anything. All the way back to school, right? I used to ask my geometry teacher, why are we doing this? Like, will I ever use this? And she knew I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. And she would give me some nonsense answer. It's like, obviously, if I want to be a math teacher or go into engineering or something, math's important. And I think math is important to a basic understanding of math. But a lot of math, like trigonometry or geometry, is fucking... I've never used it as an adult. So it's like, I wasted all that time taking those classes. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And I think that's why I hated school so much. I was a straight-A student. I was on National Honor Society. I did a semester of college and left. And I'm not trying to brag, but my point being is I've never liked just blindly doing what I'm told if I feel like it's bullshit, nonsense. Give me reasoning, and if I agree with that reasoning, then okay. And if not, then I'm going somewhere else and I'm going to do other shit. So, So they're putting the fences up around government buildings. Uh, apparently people are arrested there's riot cops in the streets i was watching some live streams and i have a 
a notice here that I want to read through quick that the police officers were going around handing out, putting on the, uh, on the truckers' windows and stuff. It says, Ottawa Police Service noticed a demonstration participants. This is the 17th. So this was two days ago, February 17th, 2022. Apparently there was a form handed out originally that was blue and this one now is red. So they're bumping up the urgency, I guess. Let me take a sip. But um, I'm going to read through this. We want to inform you that you will face severe. Sorry, I like I like freeze framed a video. So I'm trying to read in the papers all wet. You will face severe punishments under provincial and federal legislation if you do not cease further unlawful activity and remove your vehicle and or property immediately from all unlawful protest sites. You may be arrested and charged with criminal offenses, including but not limited to mischief and potentially charged with a variety of other non-criminal offenses. Your vehicle and property may be seized or removed. Your driver license may be suspended or canceled. Commercial vehicle operator registration certificates may be suspended or canceled. So that's probably CVOR. That's probably for truckers. They probably need that. It's like our CDL that we have in America, um, I would imagine. Your personal or business bank accounts may be subject to examination and restriction, including virtual currency. Holy shit. If you bring a minor under 18, a person under 18, with you to an all-awful protest site, you may be charged and fined with $5,000 and or potentially spend up to five years in prison. Those delivering fuel and other supplies to those taking part in the unlawful demonstration can be charged. Persons traveling to any other unlawful protest sites to participate in or support the unlawful demonstration can be charged. Be aware that legislation now prohibits interference with any critical infrastructure, including 400 series highways railways airports and international border crossings holy fuck talk about i mean they're full blown tyrants in canada right now this justin trudeau guy and his fucking cronies they all need to go fuck themselves like these that i cannot even believe the shit i have not read that by the way i've not read that until right there your personal or Business bank accounts may be subject to examination or restriction, including virtual currency. You don't have the fucking right piece of shit. You're going to revoke all my fucking licenses, seize my property, throw me in jail, fine me, and restrict my bank accounts. So so what? You control every aspect of my life now. So that that is just fucking crazy. Like, that's happening in Canada. That's scary. That is right above me. I could probably be to Canada. I mean, as the as the crow flies, I don't know, probably an hour or two. But driving, I could be into Canada by dinner time. It's like, it's almost 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I could be in Canada by, by dinner time if I wanted to, by car. And this kind of shit's happening. That is so crazy. It's like full-blown communism. Like they can, they're telling the people that are peacefully protesting, we control every aspect of your life, and we will bury you if you speak out and protest against us. Essentially, my golly, yeah. Some are arrested. There's riot cops in the streets. Those cops need to be like the truckers, the tow truck drivers. They need to stand with the people because they are people. 
and tell the government to go fuck themselves. Because if if the the police and the military just tell the government to go fuck themselves, it's done that day. If they all get together, or even a large percentage, just this is not right. I'm I'm not doing this. Like. I would be fired so fast if I were a Canadian police officer. I would tell him to go fuck himself, and I would seek asylum in America. <laughs> I, would, I would just, I would leave. If we're taking in all these people from the Mexican border, if we're taking all those people from down there, how about we take some people, some hardworking, freedom-loving Canadians in? I'm all about that. Seek asylum in America, man. Vote for freedom. Those are the type of people we need. Gosh, it's crazy. All right, I just wanted to cover that briefly. Go do your own research. Look on Rumble. There's a thing called Rebel News. That's kind of what I've been looking at. They're covering this live. Uh, it's wild shit, folks. It's wild. This is the problem when your populace is not armed. And I'm not saying that you should be shooting at the cops in the streets. Not at all. I heard a great analogy from Colian Noir. He's a gun rights uh, activist, big Second Amendment guy out of Texas. He gave an awesome analogy that I really liked. He said the Second Amendment is like the big-ass bouncer at the club. Um, his, his analogy kind of stated like, it exists, so... You don't want to mess with that guy because you might get really roughed up. So he's he's kind of just you could see him there. So you're gonna be you're gonna behave because you could see him there. You know what I mean? So the government behaves because they know how armed we are. Like they're not. It's not gonna get to the point where we're shooting at each other in the streets because they know we are that big ass armed bouncer. They don't want to get roughed up. That's why they try to take away our guns first. That's how Hitler did it. Australia, Canada, these places don't have guns or they don't have guns like America and they make you turn in your shit that you could fight back. They don't want a war with their own civilians because one, it looks terrible. Like it looks bad, right? It looks real bad. And, you know, other countries might intervene at that point. But if you take away all their shit and then just shit on their rights, well, then you don't have other countries intervening because you're not mowing down your civilians in the streets. So that analogy, the Second Amendment's like the big-ass bouncer at the club. You're just not going to fool around because you don't want to get roughed up. And that's such an important thing. I couldn't agree more with that. That was an awesome analogy. I literally, I'm going to use that from now on. All right, going forward. New York State vaccine requirements for healthcare workers. This is something I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to link a bunch of articles, and I'm not going to read through all of them. And if you don't like the sources, I mean, I don't like the sources either. But I I tend to try to almost pick left-leaning articles because when they're talking about something, that's when you know you can pay attention to it. Okay, so um, let's see. What was this? New York... So this says New York may use the National Guard to replace unvaccinated healthcare workers. Let me back up a second. New York State, for all medical workers, doesn't matter what you do. My girlfriend worked in finance for a big healthcare facility here. A 100% remote since COVID with no plans to going back to the office. Fired for not getting the vaccine. 
Also, New York did away with religious exemption. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So now they're talking, or they, they, these are kind of older articles, but I'm building up to something. So this says New York may use National Guard to help replace unvaccinated healthcare workers, which I knew of. Um, which is stupid because we have healthcare workers that were willing to work and they just got rid of them. And, uh, what do we got here? They've been cutting back on elective surgeries and stuff like that. And my doctor needs a hip replacement and he is gimping around so bad and he can't, he can't get in because they cut back on a lot of shit like that unless it's like urgent. Um, so yeah, this was New York hospitals fire suspend staff who refuse COVID vaccine. This is from September twenty seventh of twenty twenty one. It would have been. Um, so I'll link all this so you can read through. I already read all this and I kind of know what's going on. But it's like those frontline workers that were the heroes forever. Now you're forcing them to put shit in their body. It's fucking bullshit. So I don't know the exact numbers. That's what I was trying to figure out, how many people actually walked. But I could tell you my girlfriend is in a private Facebook group where a shit ton of people walked off the job. There were protests at the hospitals, um, and there's no religious exemption. So they were trying to force the booster now, and this just came out. So New York State Department of Health healthcare worker booster requirement will not go into effect. So it looks like they backed off the booster because they started to realize that, oh, fuck, like we already are struggling. Like our healthcare system here in New York is fucked because they fired a percentage of the workers that are willing to work. I've heard many stories of this happening. Many, many, many stories of healthcare workers getting fired. They don't want it. Chances are they've already all had COVID. They worked the front lines, right? So why the fuck are you making? They were the heroes. They're the, they've been around COVID this whole time. If they're still alive, they're fine. So it says seventy-five percent of healthcare workers have received or were willing to get the booster shot, um, but they were they were just basically like they can't afford to lose more workers. They are at the point where they're struggling as is. I mean, healthcare is crazy as is. Like, nurses and stuff, I mean, ICU nurses, all that kind of stuff, like, they have a hard job as is before all this COVID stuff. That's a hectic, crazy job, long hours, hectic shifts, working doubles, all that stuff. Now you cut out a percentage of people that are willing to do the job, but you're forcing them to get a shot that they don't want. How are you going to tell a healthcare worker they have to put something uh, in their body that they medically don't agree with? Like, our governor is going to tell a healthcare professional you have to put that shit in your body. It's like, I know more than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those nurses that walked off know more than our governor. No. I'm, I'm, what's right for my body is that I don't want it. So now we lose a percentage of workers. Now we are below where we need to be, can't keep up, have to cancel certain surgeries and stuff like that. And then now they're trying to force the booster shot. Nope. So then you're starting to look at it is like we will literally crumble our system if we lose more workers. I think they're just struggling so bad from the first wave that they just started to realize that they can't do this. So I'm not going to read through all these articles. I am going to link them in order. 
to kind of show you like, oh, they fired some people. Oh, now they're trying to use National Guard. Oh, now we're going to do the booster. Maybe not. Maybe we're going to back off on that. And they say, oh, this will give our healthcare workers more time to get the booster. It's like, no, that's not what's happening. It was supposed to happen on February 21st, but no longer going to effect. It's, when, when is that? That's Monday. So that's awesome to see. I just saw this this morning. I didn't even know I was going to talk about this until I saw it. So I'm glad I caught it. So hopefully that stands because it's fucking crazy. How many times are we going to stick ourselves with this fucking drug that's not even fully approved? It's still emergency approval. It's just fucking crazy. Crazy world we're leaving in. Okay. This is something I want to talk about too. The Durham report, right? I'm gonna. I what I like to do for the show is I will skate through stuff, talk about general ideas, how I think it's bullshit, and then I will link stuff. So if you want to go do your own independent research and actually really read into it, because this show would be hours long if I read all these articles. Okay. So the Durham report, uh, Hillary Clinton. Remember when she was blaming Trump for Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russia collusion. It's all you heard on CNN for fucking months. They're trying to say, oh, Russia, Trump only won the 2016 presidential election because he was colluding with Russia. Like, how the fuck? I don't know how that would even help him win, but whatever. Um, well, this is an article from the New York Post of all places, right? Probably a super liberal uh, article. This is from two days ago as well. Durham report proves Hillary Clinton, not Trump, was Putin's puppet. Yep, there you go. Since 2016, Hillary Clinton has been trolling Donald Trump on social media over his alleged ties to Russia, calling him Putin's puppet. But special counsel John Durham's probe has uncovered the truth about who was Putin's puppet. It was Clinton herself. She and the Obama, Biden administration, spy agency chiefs, and their corrupt minions were unknowingly or perhaps even knowingly Putin's little helpers in tearing our country apart. I would say they were very knowing on that. It turns out that Clinton and her top foreign policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, spread a bogus Trump-Russia collusion narrative to enable the Soviet-style disinformation campaign. Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign hired a tech firm to infiltrate servers at Trump Tower in Manhattan and at the White House in order to link Donald Trump to Russia. She infiltrated the White House? What in the fuck? That is crazy. Is that not treasonous? Like, should, you know what? I heard a little snippet of Trump. He goes, you know what they used to do with treason, treasonous people? He's like, kill them or life in prison. And it's like, how many times does the Clintons have to boil up as being the most fucking corrupt pieces of shit ever um so so i hope she fucking tumbles completely crumbles from all this right hopefully she goes to fucking prison for life and it's miserable um how about bill clinton being on the flight logs to epstein island what like 26 times and what happened with that Oh, Epstein hung himself somehow, right? That's what happened. He hung himself in a max security um, cell block in a prison where the camera stopped working and the guards were missing or napping. I don't know what. 
I mean, everybody knows Epstein didn't kill himself. I, I would argue that Clinton's name on that flight log list has something to do with him magically killing himself. I mean, you look into the Clintons and what they've done and what they've gotten away with and the shit that's maybe not 100% proven, but like highly, like maybe 90% proven. Like most people kind of know that fucking Epstein didn't kill himself. So what happened? Mm, I don't know. That just kind of fizzles out. Nothing, we never figure that out. So why are these people not being prosecuted? They have that much power that if I did something like that, I'd be rotting away in a jail cell, but because it's the Clintons, they're just allowed to fuck off and do whatever the fuck they want. What are they above everyone else? These are the political elites that I fucking can't stand. And she would have been a fucking terrible, tyrannical president. She's a fucking moron. She doesn't. nobody trusts that woman (laughs) does anyone actually trust the clintons i don't know any it's just fucking wild how shit like this could happen they set up and spied on white house servers that is insane and then and then push that shit because all the fucking left-leaning media all they wanted to do was tear down trump and whether you like trump or not this shouldn't be allowed I mean, if you want a true democracy where we're voting and getting what the people want, this is not how it happens. Because if they're allowed to paint such a false narrative that manipulates how society thinks of a person, that's going to alter elections. So it's just crazy. So I'm going to link this article, read through it, do more research on this. Fucking wild. And, you know, write write your representatives on how... They need to try these people. They need to be in prison. They cannot continue to get away with this. I don't care how much power and money they have, how long they've been fucking in bed with the government and are involved in the government. It's fucking bullshit. These people need to rot in jail cells. They need to strip all their funds. The Clinton the Clinton Foundation needs to be stripped completely of its funding. Eradicate all of their... Everything they do is bullshit. Get rid of it all. Lock them up. They fucked off for long enough. Moving on. This is a big thing that ties back to government corruption. I want to talk about how many Americans feel partyless right now. I've heard it many times and I think it myself. It is time, in my opinion, for a third party to be a third party to be a viable option. Democrat versus Republican. Fuck those two parties. How about we get a third party that has a fighting chance. Joe Jorgensen was part of the Libertarian Party last election. She did not poll well. Um, I should have done a little bit better research on this, but from my understanding is that they they cannot, third party cannot um, debate. So you know the Republicans and Democrats, they debate on stage uh, publicly, and we can watch those debates. Why are there never third party? And I think it's because they need a certain percentage of the vote. Why? It's, I could vote for them. If I could vote for them, I want to hear what they have to say. I want them to be able to debate. They're just like disregarded. The, the system disregards them as, no, you don't have enough percent, so you don't get to debate. It's like they'd have more percentage if they could debate. People, More people would vote for them if they had the right to vote or to debate with them. Um. 
I just I don't align with either political party. I registered Republican for voting purposes, but I don't align completely with either party. And I think a lot of people are like that. And both parties take advantage of the system. Both parties have people that have spent their lives in politics. We need term limits. And we need a real third party. Even if you don't vote for the third party, at least it will maybe dismantle the Republican versus Democrat bullshit we have to deal with. Uh, Ross Perot, look him up. P-E-R-O-T. In 1992, he lost to Bill Clinton. I got an article pulled up here. He died recently. He died in 2019. Um, so I will link, link this article as well. He he died in 2019. But let me read this uh, just a little bit to you. Ross Pro, the self-made Texas billionaire and one of the most successful third-party presidential candidates in U.S. history, died on Tuesday. Uh, he was 89. So this is uh, July of 2019. Um he ran as an independent in 92 president election. He lost to Bill Clinton, but captured 19% of the vote. He was famous for uniting both socially conservative, blue-collar, anti-NAFTA voters with fiscally conservative but socially moderate voters who wanted change from the status quo, didn't trust established political parties, and who wanted to reduce the outsized power that lobbyists and special interest groups exert over policy decisions. That is, I mean, that speaks to me. On such a high level, I could not agree more with that. Um, and significantly, Perot was one of the first candidates in the modern era to attempt to bring his political message directly to the American public using the growing media landscape. Yeah, he paid. He paid for his own. Uh, the little picture here it goes, Texas mag, magnate. I don't know what that word is. Magnate. Ross Perot displaying an Arkansas state employment record chart to attack candidate Bill Clinton in a self-financed TV program that aired on November 1st, 92. So he had a lot of money and he spoke to the American people. I feel like most people are somewhere in the middle. So this is a Time Magazine from May of 92. Waiting for Perot, he's leading in, in the polls, but can he lead the nation? So it's cool. It's cool to see like this guy sick of the two-party system, sick of establishment, sick of lobbyists. He understood the bullshit, and he was very financially stable on his own, and he said, you know what? I got to get involved, and he got, what, 19% of the vote. It's pretty damn good, and it kind of fizzled out after him. We haven't seen anything like that again. I'd love to see it come back. This is what we need. We need a strong leader, okay? to unify us so let me say this trump in my opinion you don't have to agree with me was a strong leader i think he was a strong leader i think he was fucking terrible at unifying us he loved the people that loved him he loved being on stage people cheering for him he loved that he did not unify the people that disliked him i don't disagree and i think some of the stuff he said to the people that hated him was funny i think the way he handled a lot of shit was funny i think him not being so presidential and kind of saying crazy shit spoke to a lot of everyday americans because he'd crack wise jokes and he'd he'd talk back you know um and i thought that was funny and i think a lot of people think that's funny because it's like wow it's like it's not bullshit the guy's just saying what he thinks essentially so but he did not unify us and we need unification we that is probably the most important thing 
besides like term limits like shit like that that'll bring back government power we as americans need to unify i'm a small town white male young white male living in the country in farm country if you take me and you go find a young black man in the south side of chicago we probably don't share a lot of um, hobbies or a lot of things we could talk about but him and i are way more alike than nancy pelosi you know like or politicians or somebody that you may vote for that is just rich and has lived off the government t and has been in government their whole lives or how about like the antifa folk that out in san francisco may vote for nancy pelosi let's say someone like that or like a hardcore lefty we have more in common even though we may fight and argue we have more in common on a day-to-day life if you take politics out of it than they do with nancy pelosi even though they voted for her she doesn't represent what you want she's there to get rich and enjoy her power and you and i we get up in the morning we go to work we pay our bills you know we don't have a ton of money we hang out with friends on the weekend maybe play video games like all that like just everyday normal shit is just like we have more in common than these politicians and they want us divided so we don't stand against them that's the reason they push racism so hard and all that kind of shit i'm not saying i'm not even saying stuff doesn't exist that they're saying I'm just saying the reason they push division is so hard is because we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves to realize what they're doing is fucking corrupt and crazy and they're getting away with it. If we unify and start paying attention to how elite government is actually the problem with this country, uh, things will get a lot better. And they know that. That's why they push division so hard. That's why the two-party system is so prominent because they just know how tribal we are as humans how red versus blue i will only vote blue every time i'll only vote red every time fuck the liberals fuck the republicans you know stuff like that why (laughs) how about fuck big government why can't we all just say that together and hold hands i'm okay with that all right one more quick thing and then i'm gonna get to the strongman story because we're getting pretty long here at 50 minutes why are manly men or like a why is a strong man demonized this is a big part of this podcast i like to talk about it it seems like it's demonized right Uh, i'm trying so i want to talk about a couple things everything from hollywood um like shows movies uh what to everyday life right so what you see on tv compared to what you saw on tv before like dirty harry right that guy was a badass strong man toting around a big old revolver big old 44 magnum and i'm not saying that stuff doesn't truly exist but anymore in in hollywood but you watch a lot of shows um on tv it's like it kind of pushes a soft man right there's a lot of soft men as the main characters in shows which is okay i'm not saying there's no place for that but it just kind of feels like any commercial you watch um it just doesn't push like a strong man vibe anymore i just feel like that's gone 
the dudes that the blue collar workers that got up early, drank their black coffee, went out and split firewood, went out and fucking turned wrenches all day. Like that still exists. I know it still exists, but we don't see it. Like if you look, you might see it in your small circle, but you flip on the TV, you don't see stuff like that. Like society or or um, social media or, or the things that we consume and watch for entertainment, a lot of it is just mushy, soft people. I'm like, what happened to those hardened badasses? Because I know they're still out there. I know they're still out there. I know people like that. But it's not what we get to see. So our kids grow up. And unless we steer them in the right direction to be hard, fucking capable people, everything they're watching is just soft, squishy people that are fucking incapable. Well, they're going to think that's okay. It's not okay. That is not how you run a strong society. Society will crumble if it's full of soft, mushy people. Who's going to build your country up? Who's going to fight your wars? Not soft, squishy people. I can tell you that right now. And listen, there's a place there's a place for soft squishy people. There's a place for all kinds of people. But we can't demonize those that build our buildings, fucking fix our cars, go to war for us. It just feels like I mean, toxic masculinity is a term a new term. Oh, you're toxic you're a toxic man. Like it's demonized to be a strong man. No, it's it should never be. There are a lot of really feminine me- young boys and men out there. Really feminine. And some women like it. It's weird. Like, that's, for example, I was at a party. My buddy's house. Yeah, they had a little dinner party, get together. And his girlfriend had over a couple. And they're very nice and, and very successful. Have a nice house, great paying job. But the guy told us that he was a metrosexual my i didn't even know what the fuck that was my girlfriend told me it was a straight man but very in touch with his feminine side like he was telling them that his girlfriend or his wife doesn't set up the christmas decorations he's got to do it and you could just tell the way he's dressed and talked and he's kind of fancy you know like wearing a scarf and a button-up dress coat and He's dressed very nice, like put in a lot more effort than I do when I get dressed or doing his hair, like stuff, just kind of feminine stuff, right? And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. He's a great provider. Uh, he has a great job, a great paying white po- white collar job, and there's a place for that. I, I, I literally have no problem with that. But that's the type of person that is being pushed. Like that's who you have to be, right? Or not? maybe not completely that feminine but um and i i said he's a nice guy and that's awesome but i said i wouldn't want to be his wife if somebody kicked in the door late at night and was looking to do some real some real harm because i would guess that he's not going to step up to the plate to defend the house we were talking guns and my buddy 
there he got a new pistol he just picked it up so we were kind of taking a look at it and they got so uncomfortable seeing it so uncomfortable and it's like why are these objects that have got humans to where we are today why are these weapons these guns looked at like they're fucking a weapon of mass destruction it's not like we were like topping around a miniature nuke like oh playing catch with a mini nuke like we're all gonna hurt this is a clear weapon we're properly handling it safely finger out of the trigger guard pointed in a safe direction the weapon was clear they don't know any of that though they're just freaked out to see a weapon so it's okay for those type of men to exist but if shit gets hard is that man going to be able to take care of you is he going to go out and hunt food for you is he going to defend you against violent people trying to get in your household i don't know he might but he doesn't know how right now he could learn but he doesn't know how right now so it's just weird to see strong men demonized you see it a lot and i just don't get it so this is what i'm gonna say before i get to the strong man story raise your young boys if you have sons to be fucking savages be fucking capable. Hunt. Work out fucking hard. You know, eat your fucking steak bloody. Learn to fight. Watch fighting. Shoot guns. Just like be capable. Farm. Have a little garden in your backyard. Farm animals. The homestead. Build shit. You know, chop wood with your fucking chest hair out. That's That shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> and I know I'm painting a stereotype. But it's like, I don't see a problem with that. There's no, I don't see a problem with feminine men either. There's a place for all of it. And strong men are demonized. That's basically my point, and it's weird. So it's okay to be a strong, fucking red-blooded American man that loves boobs, fucking whiskey, steak, and guns. That's all I'm saying. There's a place for that too, and it shouldn't be demonized get off that high horse here's our strong man story and it's funny because i'm just talking about strong men this is actually my first strong woman story which i didn't know when i was reading the headline and i don't have a problem with it and i'm gonna read it here because i think what this woman did was fucking badass and she deserves to be recognized this is from michigan live mlive.com and I will link this article as well. Officer honored for charging into swamp breaking vehicle window to save a man's life. See, when I read that article, I didn't know it was a woman, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to recognize what she did as being fucking awesome. So, weak men create hard times podcast. Well, weak women create hard times as well. So, it is good to have strong men and women in a society. Strong, capable people. This is in Lansing, Michigan. A Michigan conservation officer. So she's a conservation officer. That's actually like my dream job. If shit was different. But I refuse to go to college. So I'm never going to be able to do that job. <laughs> anyway, a Michigan conservation officer who was in the right place at the right time and quickly jumped into action was honored last week for saving a man's life. Holly Pannoni, a conservation officer detective with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, was honored Thursday with a life-saving award in the Michigan Natural Resources Commission meeting in Lansing. 
Uh, basically, what happened, I'm not going to read this whole thing. I will link the article if you want to read the whole thing. Uh, she was following a vehicle that was swerving. She was about to pull it over, and then the dude plummeted into a water-filled ditch. I guess it was an older man. His blood pressure had plummeted, and he lost conscious consciousness. Um, she witnessed the crash. She called 911, and then she jumped into action. Um, let's see. Where are we going? She called 911, rushed to his to assist. The vehicle was still running. The wheels were throwing muck. The doors were locked. And he, the old guy, Gillespie, was unresponsive. Pannoni hurried back to her patrol vehicle and grabbed a window punch tool that she used to break passenger side window. Uh, passerby helped Pannoni pry brush and a small tree away from the vehicle before she could get inside. Uh, he was still unconscious and his pulse was faint. So Pannoni reclined. Pannoni, sorry, reclined the driver's seat, attached the man to an automatic emergency defibrillator, an AED, and then used the AMBU bag to perform rescue breathing until paramedics resived, arrived. After the incident, Pannoni realized the man was a neighbor who leaves, lives on her street. That's awesome. So you can go ahead and read this article. She jumped into action. She knew how to, to, um, she knew how to, medically saved this man's life jumped into action to a swamp i'm sure it was cold as shit because michigan's coldest time of year and was able to do what's necessary this is why medical training is so important i have a medical course that i'm hoping i could get to monday evening because i don't know shit but i want to be able to be capable like this woman to save a life if i need to so she jumped into action that's awesome there's a picture here uh with all of them together after the fact awesome awesome to see save this man's life because she was capable capability is the most important thing you know what i mean you have to be capable society could crumble and then where are you you're fucked so a lot covered in this show kind of all over the place i'm gonna link all the articles i read over uh do all your own independent research folks Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast, and we will see you on the next one. Have a good one.